going crazy. Got it. All right. So, how does one love their neighbor? Well, actually, before we do that, we need to pray. Dustin, do you want to pray or on other men or no? Me? You got it, sir. All right. Heavenly Father Yahweh, we come to you, Father, tonight. Father, we pray that you just let us have good fellowship. And Father, forgive us for all our transgressions. Father, we praise you and we thank you. And we thank you for your son, Yeshua. We pray that you guys through this discussion and this study. And Father, just pray that you give us the wisdom, understanding, the sermon that you would like us to have, Father. We thank you for all the blessings. And Father, we pray for all the people um, on our prayer request list right now. Um, especially Janny, she's hurt pretty bad. She fell yesterday. Father, we pray, though, over this group, and we pray that we just have a blessed study, and we thank you, and we thank you for another day of life. We pray all these things to your son, Yeshua, our high priest and king, to you, Yahweh, the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Amen. Amen. Okay, so how does one love their neighbor? Everyone's, everyone's too shy. I'll go first. Start off. Start with what it means to love your neighbor. Okay. Well, first of all, first of all, why do we love our neighbor? That's what he's commanded. Exactly. Thank you, Brother Joey. Let's start with the very first instance where it's at least uh, stated. Leviticus 19.18 Do not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the children of your people, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am Yahuwah. Yeah, nope. So that would lead kind of what I was while well, I was taking my shower before we came in here. I was thinking about it as this the way we love our neighbor is by obedience. Obedience when we are obedient to the Father and we submit ourselves to the Father, we then can be a good steward and a good servant. So in order for us to love our neighbor, we have to first love the father. Once we start to love the father and start to learn his ways, it shows us how to love our neighbor. Because sometimes we might think we know what love is. We might think that doing this or this or this is love, but in reality, it's not. We think today that a lot of times loving our neighbor is Maybe sometimes not just saying something, but I think it's the opposite. I think that if we are in fellowship and we are 
loving one another, that we should always be open to correction and understanding. And we should always be warning our brothers and sisters in this walk if we truly love them. If we don't love someone, we keep silent and sit on the sidelines. I'm not saying go out there and just start talking to every person, but I'm talking about people that are close to you, people that are around you, that you you know interact with a lot. We should be correcting each other, and this is how we love. Not by just sitting by and letting our brother or sister fall down a hole. So I think it all comes back to obedience, and also with obedience rather than sacrifice. When we're obedient, we don't have to go make that sacrifice for our sin, ask for forgiveness because we were obedient. We were obedient not only to the Father, but to our brothers and sisters, and we didn't let them down. But that was just my thoughts on it. I think even a basic summarization of it would be even when you're, even when you show obedience to the Father, you're showing love to your neighbor. And the reason that is because you're a light. If, if you're walking in obedience to the Father, then you're given a clear-cut representation of how we're supposed to behave as children of Israel before the nations, and we become that light to show them how they should act. So that's showing love to your neighbor as well, and that goes with the correction as well. What's some of y'all's thoughts on it, guys? How would you love your neighbor? How do you show your love? And how would you go about this? How has it always been in your mind to love your neighbor? Don't be shy. Yeah, don't be shy, guys. <laughs> also, shy tonight. I don't want to see none of my brothers or sisters going down the wrong path. At all. I don't want to see none of my brothers or sisters failing. And I don't want none of my brothers or sisters to be hurt. And in the same token, though, I will cut off, you know, people in my life or, you know, keep people distanced in my life. One time, one time is when it needs to happen. But does not mean that I would just completely give up on them. You know, and it's... In this walk, it, it, you're going to run into a lot of things. You're going to run into a lot of people, a lot of different personalities. And you're going to have to deal with each person and the way they need to be dealt with. You know, you'll, you'll feel out that situation as time goes on, on how you should deal with them. But at the end of the day, ultimately, we should be striving for greatness. And we should be striving to please the Father. And that's what all of us should be about. Because in this discipleship process, we are to deny ourselves daily. And we are to 
figure out what the father wants from us rather than man. And if a brother and sister is not there to help you build you up to do that, they're not showing you love. They should be showing you the ways, just as they should also be showing you showing them, they be showing you. So, because none of us have got to fully figure it out. And this is how we lean on one another. This is how we grow. And this is how we do right. And the people outside of the faith, we most definitely show them love. Um, if you're talking to someone that's, say, a pagan, right? Someone that is in the witchcraft. If you're talking to someone outside the faith, you don't be as hard on them because they're not in it yet. What you do is you show them your walk. You show them um, the good news. You know, you, you tell them about the kingdom. You tell them about the blessings. You tell them about um, what comes with this territory. You show them, like, man, have you ever heard about this? Because most of the time, most people just have a bad idea because they've been hurt in a religious setting. And sometimes you just have to build them back up, and you just have to show them the truth. Be ready to answer those hard questions. And this is once again comes back to the love. If you love the Father and you love the Son and you love everything about the kingdom and you love everything about what it has to offer, you should be studying diligently and understanding what's in that book. So when someone comes to you with a question, you're ready to answer it. And even if you don't have that answer that moment, say, hey, I'm going to get back to you on that. Search it out for them. Don't forget about them. Go back to them. So... Who is your neighbor? Anyone? Everybody, everybody. There you go. Uh, we know this from Torah. We go to Deuteronomy 10. Uh, starting in, here, I'll start in 18. It says, he, I'll start in 17, for Yahweh your Elohim is Elohim of mighty ones and master of masters, the great El, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality nor takes a bribe. He executes right ruling for the fatherless and the widow and loves the sojourner, giving him food and a garment. And you shall love the sojourner, for you were sojourners in the land of Mitzrayim. Fear Yahweh your Elohim, serve him and cling to him and swear by his name. Oh, no. I ruined the whole Bible. It's ripped and soaking wet now. Everything. Yeah, it's not ruined. I'm going to dry out. It's ripping it. It ripped already a lot. Let it dry out. Put the tape on it. Good. What verse, what, what chapter and verse you at? What book you at? Deuteronomy 10. This is also a good Time to say this why you should have multiple Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yo, do you, need, you need another one, brothers? Let me know. I'll send you one in the mail. Yep. What kind what kind of Bible do you guys read? All of them. All of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send all of them then. Dang it. <laughs> no, I don't know. What uh this one was the the book of Yahweh. Yeah. So I don't know, like I don't know. What's one that, that, that that's, I don't know, has, 
proper names in it and stuff. I don't know. Good luck. What did you say? Good luck? Yeah, you're not going to find a perfect Bible like that. I don't, I don't mean perfect. I mean, like, you know, as it says Yeshua in it and Yahweh. And There's – um the TS-2009 has, like, you know, Yahweh, and Yeshua just has the Hebrew lettering for it. Um, a lot of people like that one that much. What do you read? What do you what do you have like physical? I really love I really love the HCSB a lot. Um, it doesn't really have all the names, you know. It does have Jesus stuff in it. Um, I just like the way it reads. I read that a lot, and uh, I like the Brent and Septuagint for the Old Testament. I read that a lot too. But there's I, I like I like a lot of versions, man. I mean, right now I'm looking at the King James, so I'll, I'll use all of them. Gotcha. Yeah, there. You just, I mean, any book, all, all of it's going to be back to the truth. I always Agreed. tell people. I tell people not to get so focused on what book or that book, you know. Yeah, I just enjoyed that one because it has all the, you know, the names in it: Yeshua, Elohim. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoy that. The I know that the TSL nine does that. Um, the Sefer, what else? The um, the Yahweh Restoration Study Bible. Um, that's a couple. I know. I think the Hallelujah Scriptures does that too. If I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. I don't have one, so I don't know. I, I have seen other ones. Yeah. I would like to get a copy of it eventually. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm throwing you guys off. The devil's using <laughs> me tonight. Sorry. No, he's not using you. Stop that. I think that TS 2009 is a really nice combination of a bunch of different stuff myself. I've been kind of burning on that for a little bit. But like I say, there's not a perfect one. It's kind of like a Swiss Army knife version you know because you get the names and a lot of good notes and references in there yeah and you can get one for like 20 bucks i think paperback they're, they're pretty cheap yeah yeah pretty good. It's, a, it's a good bible it's one of the first ones i got in this walk actually look like that yeah good. that's hers mine's in my hand What do you guys think of the Tree of Life version? I like it. I just think it's expensive. Yeah, I got one. I like it too. Um... But, I mean, honestly, loving your neighbor, though, I mean, it's pretty, it's a pretty simple concept, honestly. And it's doing right by others. I mean, just as it says right here in Romans 13, 9, it says, Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not lust. And if there is any other commandment, it is summed up in this word, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And that's how Yeshua summed up the two, right? Love Yahweh, your Elohim, you know, with all your heart, with all your mind, with your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. You know, those are the two greatest commandments. 
and the rest hang on those two. So if we are fulfilling the royal law, we are loving our neighbor and loving Yahweh as we're supposed to. And that's where it all boils down to. And by this is by going through the whole Torah, learning the Torah, understanding it, what situations arise. And I would also encourage everyone here to really read Proverbs, Psalms, um, you know, Sirach, these different books. They have a lot of good things to offer. They teach you how to hold yourself and teach you where you're going wrong. I mean, all the stories do, but um, I know this recently. I've been reading a lot of Proverbs, listening to a lot of it, and do a lot of self-reflecting of things I've done wrong in my past. And even in this walk and even in the past six months, you know, things that I've made mistakes on and it reveals it to me. And it really helps me see where I can do better in this area and better in that area, you know, because we should safeguard that wisdom, you know, and that's how we get our understanding. That's how we learn how to hold ourselves when we start to gain that in that wisdom, you know, so I encourage everyone to go read those books. They are, they should be honey to your lips, man. They really should. And when we look at situations like looking and, and uh, Samuel, first and second Samuel, like with King David and Saul, we see these situations. You know, King David was meek. I mean, he could have destroyed Saul, you know, but he didn't. And that's a meek man because he decided, I could destroy you right now, but he didn't. And that's why he is more righteous than Saul. Because, you know, multiple times david would say you can't touch the you know god's anointed and even the man that killed you know said that he killed god's anointed or i think say killed or he was around him or saw him die and um he and david killed that man he killed that man right there so there's all these stories if you really want to, know how to love your neighbor you really want to know how to do right, you got to read. You have to seek the Father because if you don't, you're going to fall into traps. Because what Satan likes to do is he likes to get in between people. He likes to get in something that's good. He likes to tear apart. So you might have something, you might find something really good, right? You know, say you get in with a group of people, things are going great. Satan will come and divide things. Marriages, he, want, he hates marriage. He's going to come and try to divide marriage. I mean, he look what he did to Adam and Eve. I mean, he tried to cause disruptions back then. Oh, yeah. So don't think he's not going to do it to you. You know, so you need to be prepared in these situations. You need to learn how to navigate these different situations in your life. So when you're sitting there and all of a sudden, I don't know, you get upset, get sideways with, you know, your wife or your wife gets sideways with you. You need to know what to do in that situation. And that all comes back to seeking the Father. So when you seek the Father and you lay down your pride, you put things to the side, then that's when the situation can be fixed. And that's when Satan loses. What he'll do is he'll attack your pride, your ego, and he'll get in there in the middle midst of all of it. And he'll just poke at those little things that he knows he can do because you have not strengthened yourself there yet. But as you strengthen yourself and grow, he can't attack you there. And then that makes you a stronger man or woman when it comes to loving your neighbor because 
you know these certain situations. Okay, this is happening. How can I do this? How can I do that? And that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, that's how it's making me feel with all these posts I'm putting up. You know, I get these these uh, mainstream Christians coming against me and saying all kinds of things. And, like, I just feel like my, you know, my body boiling, getting hot. You know, and I want to, like, get in the flesh and, you know, not come back with, like, other scriptures. I want to come back with something else. And, uh, you know, I, I believe no, the sir. end of that. Huh? No, sir. No, sir. Don't do that. No, I mean I'm not gonna do it. I or else I would have done it already. But you know, I feel like hatred rising up. You know, it's like I want to just, you know, sometimes I feel like in the flesh I just want to smack these mainstream Christians to wake up. Not that I'm fully woken yet, but you know I'm getting, you know. I got one eye open at least, <laughs> you know, I'm a little awake, but I don't know. Like, I just feel like I want to share things like that I'm learning, but then they, they just, they're like vultures, man, waiting right by the sideline, ready to attack. And I get upset. I get annoyed. I feel like, 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 I'm, you know, as I'm praying, I'm like, Lord, help me. And I don't want to answer nasty, you know, remember, you know, just like I'm learning, you know, they need to see and be willing to see, at least willing, you know. Uh, I feel myself getting heated a lot. But the enemy is definitely using that. He definitely attacks marriages. That's a, he hates marriage of believers, you know. If he can get, if he can get a marriage, you know what I mean, then he can get the kids because the kids suffer a lot. And he gets the kids, man. He can mess up a whole generation. So I think a lot of that has to do with what's going on today, too. A lot of kids without fathers. Or if they're there, they're not really there. You know, they're not present. They might be physically there, but not spending any time with their kids. Um, anyway, just wanted to share. Absolutely. Yeah, in those situations, man, you just have to, you know... Remember that one point that you're without understanding, and you know you, you just try to share with them the best you can, and that's all you can do. I mean, by no means back down. You know, always share <laughs> what your beliefs are. You know, show people, especially if they're trying to challenge your beliefs. You know, you just show them. You know, show them this is what it is. Show them through scripture, and let that be your sword. You know, um, but that's what's. I mean, it's going to happen, and. As time goes on, though, you'll learn how to control that, that anger and getting upset. That just will come with time. You know, you'll learn. And that's why I would say, once again, read Proverbs. Listen to Pro Every day should be in Proverbs. Something in Proverbs. Proverbs 8, verse 12. I, wisdom, have dwelt with insight, and I find knowledge, foresight. The fear of Yahweh is to hate evil. I have hated pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mount. Counsel is mine, and sound wisdom. I am understanding. Mightiness is mine. By me, sovereigns reign, and rulers make righteous inscriptions. By me, princes rule, and nobles, all the judges of the earth. I love those who love me, and those who earnestly seek me do find me. 
Riches and esteem are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold and fine gold, and my increase than choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, in the midst of the path of right ruling, to bestow substance on those who love me and to fill their treasuries. Treasuries. Yahuwah possessed me, the beginning of his way, as the first of his works of old. Proverbs. Telling you, Joey, that's as a man, it's telling you, not even just a man, women too. Proverbs will teach you a lot. So, yeah, I used to do that a psalm and a proverb every single day. I got to get back to that. And when you're listening to it, apply it to what you're doing, you know, your, your walk, you know, examine yourself. So, do I have to do that? Yes. <laughs> Gotta examine yourself. I put it. I put a road on the mirror. I don't like you. <laughs> oh man! Don't do yeah, that. I mean, because I heard somebody saying that, like, just a reminder that you know you need to change. You need to be transformed. I don't like the old you. I don't like you. You know what I mean? Well, you don't want to say that about yourself, man. No, you, you know like, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you are, you got to like yourself <laughs> somewhat. Oh, but, man, over time, just, it's going to mold you. And I think that's a lot of, another thing, too, is a lot of people going to the Bible want, you know, the Bible to mold itself to them, what they already believe, the way they act. And that's not the case when you go to the this book, man, you should let it mold you to something different than you were. It should be changing you every time you're reading. You should be growing and seeing your failures. I mean, because we all have them. We all have faults and we all mess up. And we have to kind of just eat it, man, at the end of the day. Ask for forgiveness and move forward and try to do better in those situations. So, and that comes with time, once again. Because of time, we'll be growing and growing, you know, as time goes on. But, Amen. It, it sucks, though. It really sucks, though, because you're like, man, I just want to do everything right. I just want to do everything right. I just want to live right. I want to do right by the Father. I want to defend this word the right way. Everything. And then you go on down the road, and then you see, oh, man, I messed up right there. But the mistakes in... Oh, let me find this verse. It's something that spoke to me the other day. Pull it up real quick. It's Proverbs 3. Let's start in five. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. Think about him in all your ways and he will guide you on the right paths. Do not consider yourself to be wise. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with your first produce of your entire harvest. 
Then your barns will be completely filled, and your vats will overflow with new wine. Do not despise the Lord's instruction, my son, and do not loathe his discipline. For the Lord's discipline, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves, just as a father, the son he delights in. So that's what got me was, you know, that discipline. So he's revealing to me when I'm reading like Proverbs 3. He's showing me you have mistakes. I'm going to discipline you. I'm going to show you where you're wrong. And we should all have that mindset that we could be wrong, you know. And he will he will discipline you. He will show you. And he will correct you. And this also comes back to loving your neighbor. If you love your neighbor, you give them some discipline. You show them, hey, that's not right. You know, you talk about it. So going back to Leviticus 19. Uh, 1918? Do not oppress. Oh, no. No. Sorry. 1913, do not oppress your neighbor or rob him. That's showing love. The wages of him who is hired is not to remain with you all night until morning. That's showing love. Do not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind, but fear your Elohim. I am Yahweh. So that appears that loving your neighbor is also showing fear of the Lord. Uh, do not uh, do no unrighteousness and right ruling. Do not be partial to the poor or favor the face of the great, but rightly rule your neighbor in righteousness. Do not go slandering among your people. Do not stand against the blood of your neighbor. I am Yahuwah. Do not hate your brother in your heart. Reprove your neighbor for certain and bear no sin because of him. Amen. Reprove your neighbor. See him doing something wrong, you tell them. Hey. I don't think you should be doing that. <laughs> you gotta remember, we're gonna be hated for his namesake. A lot of that's because of us correcting and showing the truth. A lot of people strive for the truth or say that they want the truth, but when it's presented to them on a silver platter, they hate it. Yep. Because remember, at the end of the day, put your feelings to the side. It doesn't matter. And we can even go back to the tin and the stone. We'll go through. <clears throat> uh, I submit, remember the Sabbath to set it apart. That's loving your neighbor as well as God. Mm -hmm. I know that every little uh, placard or whatever that everybody does with the the two main commandments, love your neighbor and love God with all your heart, all your might, and all your being, they'll usually put that one in the category of loving God. But if you're remembering the Sabbath to set it apart, you're, again, setting that example. Every time you're keeping the commands of the Most High and, and following in obedience, that's how you're showing love to your neighbor and God because you're being that representation of what you should do, how you should act in this life. Because remember, Ecclesiastes 12, 13, let us hear the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. If we're going to be a light, as it says that we are to be, that's how we are a light. We keep our oil in the lamps by walking out this Torah daily. Uh, and then respect your father and your mother so that your days are prolonged upon the soil, which Yahweh your Elohim is giving you. That's loving your neighbor. That's loving your parents. Uh, you do not murder. That's loving your neighbor. 
I'm not just going to murder somebody just because I'm envious or don't like them. You know what I mean? Uh, you do not commit adultery. That's loving your neighbor. That's loving your wife, first and foremost. But again, you're setting a good example. You do not steal. Loving your neighbor, yet again. You do not bear false witness against your neighbor. Self-explanatory. You do not cover your neighbor's house. You do not cover your, covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, or whatever belongs to your neighbor. All those things show how you're loving your neighbor. Amen. Yeah, amen, amen. I was thinking the other day, man, I wish I can have my, my neighbor's donkey, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, but I I definitely hear what you're saying. You know, these are reminders, you know, how we should conduct ourselves. I think that's a big, you know, a big witness in, in by itself. Yes. When we can just, you know, love someone in such a way, you know, even if they act you know, foolish or, you know, you got, you know, like loud neighbors that annoy you or whatever it may be. You still show that kind of love that Christ had, you know, that speaks a lot of volumes. It opens up doors too, because, you know, they can say, you know, I treat this guy like an idiot and he's still nice to me. You know, what does this guy got? You know, even, even if they're on your Facebook post speaking arrogantly about how the law is done away with. Yeah. 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 What do you should to say? So what I say to you, love your enemy. Bless those cursing you. Do good to those hating you. And pray for those insulting you and persecuting you. Isn't that hard to do, huh? I mean, not really. You know, every person in this walk that I've had altercation with and everything, they're still welcome to sit at my table. They're still welcome to come study with me, sit with me, talk with me. Doesn't yeah. mean I will be as close to that person ever again, probably. You know, they have to build that relationship back, but they're always welcome. And I'm going to still love them and I'm still going to be here for them. If they call me, hey, Micah, you know, can you help me with this? I'm like, I'll try it to the best of my ability. You know, I. Not made of money. I'm not made of any. I don't have a lot to offer, but I'll try to do my best and see what I can do to help you. I mean, that's the way we all should be. It's still willing to catch those people, you know, when they come back. Hey, I'm still here for you. Yeah. I'm never going to just abandon my brothers and sisters, even if I fully disagree with them. And I'll still tell them at the end of the day, hey, I fully disagree with you, and I'm going to show you why. And I'll put my stance out there and we'll they can put their stance out there and we can see where we stand. Does not mean I'm going to just walk away from them, though. So. I think it's important, too, to remember that we were all once there at one time, too. We were those people who were, oh, no, the law was done away with. We don't have to do that anymore. I mean, I was, I'll speak for myself. I was. Mm -hmm. And even though, yeah, I do get frustrated sometimes when I'm trying to explain something and somebody's like, no, 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 no. You know, five minutes later, I'm like, yep, that was me. 
So I just pray for the for the Father to open their eyes like he did for me. Amen. Amen, brother. It and it's grievous. I mean, like it's sad, honestly, and it hurts when you see people just some days I just look around and I look at and examine everything as a whole, seeing everyone the way they act, and so many people against the father's ways or going this way or that way, I'm just like, man, it's, the father made it very simple. He gave you this, this book, and he gave you his writings, and he told you to seek him, you know, have a relationship with him. And people overcomplicate everything, and they make it way more harder than it needs to be. You know, because I can look at someone in Christianity, and I can say, look, bro, you are keeping the majority of these laws. You know that, right? And they'll say, no, it's done away with that law is bondage. I can turn around and say, hey, did you know that um, if you didn't murder someone one day that you're under that bondage then? And then I see people go down these walks and they get so infatuated with man's writings and tour observance, right? So we have people that just completely get infatuated with so much knowledge. They want to know every bit of knowledge and they lose sight of what matters. They lose sight of just the simple truth that the Father gave us, and if you just go back to that that simple way of living, that, that old-time way it talks about, that Jeremiah was even trying to go back to, yep. that old-time way, that, ag that agriculture way of living, simple, simplicity, and just having a simple life and understanding the Father's way. Do you know how many times I've learned things just from an agriculture mindset? learn so much about the father that way you just go back to the simple way of life it's not that complicated and people are complicated i have burdens i got a thought you got that brother how about uh you ever you know when you're a kid or you're playing maybe if you're not a father you had a younger person or an uncle or whatever, and you're playing with a kid and you're throwing him a ball. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you throw the ball pretty easy for him, right? But then after a while, you see he's catching those easy ones. So you throw it a little bit harder or throw a grounder or stuff like that. Um, you ever wonder if Yahweh is allowing some of these people to remain asleep to like he's throwing us a ball because we're actually kind of putting up our stuff uh, what we think, what we understand. Joy had mentioned earlier, and I, I think I mentioned yesterday, is, you know, I don't know a whole bunch, but we kind of, you know, it's like we know what we know and we want to share. And so we put it out there, and you get a lot of blindness, you know, responding. But maybe somebody out there that sees it doesn't say anything, but they're kind of like, oh, but I ain't going to say nothing, but that's kind of interesting. I don't, never heard that before, or that kind of thing. And yet, at the, and then even the resistance that we get, we kind of go back and go, let's see, how can I think about this more clearly to articulate it in a better way, basically to chop it up into smaller bits. And then in that process of chop, chopping it into smaller bits, we actually start absorbing it in a more, um, a, a larger way than we did that, you know, before we did that, you know. So the resistance is actually ministering to us. So Yahweh's ministering to us through the resistance we get from others, I guess is what I'd say. Just 
a thought I had. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly because I just the more and more the resistance comes back, it shows me more. It, I dig harder. Um, the ways how to explain things, were, and I, I dig harder in trying to understand it even deeper, pulling more scripture together and just pulling more of it back to just where you can just dumb it down for people. And um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And you're right. I mean, there's always, and that's what we always have to remember, there's always that person watching over in the corner. And they also are watching the way people act. So remember that in your dealings, you know, people are watching you, but you don't know it, you know. Someone might just, you know, that someone might never say anything on Facebook. They maybe haven't said anything on Facebook in a year and a half. They might be scrolling through watching everything. Because I had it happen to me the other day, right? Someone was like, talking to me at work and he's like oh yeah my wife was talking about that post man that i was like that man was crazy and i was like so people are watching that you don't even realize you're watching right sometimes so you have to remember that when you're talking on there just because someone's not saying them doesn't mean they're not watching you or watching the things you're putting up there they might be very interested and they might be pricking at them a little at a time it's the yeah same. it's the same like you see all these um modern christians you know, the ones that, the antinomians, if you want to call it what it, what it is. Uh, that just means that they believe the law is done away with. Uh, you see them, like, you know, going, going, getting all dressed up on Sundays and going to church and being these, uh, having this appearance of good people. But then they'll, they'll turn around and go to the local, you know, Cracker Barrel or wherever sit down for the meal and just be completely nasty to everybody. The waiters, people in there, like they feel entitled or something, you know? And, and that's not, not to say the majority though, you know, it's just, there's no, I'm just, I'm just saying yeah. that, yeah, there, there, there'd be some people that do that. Cause I've seen it. I've legitimately seen it. And it's like, when you see somebody that's doing that and you're not a professing Christian, what kind of example are you setting for that individual? That's not being loving. First of all, because you're being nasty, and second of all, because you're putting a horrible, a horrible uh, show of, of what it means to be a Christian forth for all these people that aren't, you know, and that goes back to, <clears throat> I know I struggle with this as well, but, you know, do all things with no grumbling, right? If you're a professing Christian and you just, you look miserable all the time, you're just nasty, miserable you don't want you don't want nothing to do with nobody you know everybody gets on your nerves or whatever you're you're again you're not setting that good example because do you think people on the outside are going to look at you when you just look miserable and then when you try to tell them yeah you should you know you should find god like do you think they're really thinking yeah that sounds great or you think they're thinking no you look awful <laughs> you look <laughs> miserable why in God's green earth would I want anything to do with whatever it is that you believe? You just described me. <laughs> well, no, then seriously. you need to change. Seriously. <laughs> well, no, you change. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm not gonna. Well, I'm not gonna be. You know, a fake. I'm telling you. I'm just being honest. I love you know, that. You guys, you guys can pray for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll continue yeah. to pray for your brother, and I love you. And, I'm the uh, Grinch. I like, I love your honesty though. I really do. I love your honesty. Yeah. Don't want to lose that. 
Yeah. Well, that's how I mean, that's how you fix your problems, bro. You gotta you gotta see yourself. You gotta look at yourself, and that's how you fix it. I don't know how Joey is outside of our talks. You know, most time we're having good talk, good conversation. And there's sometimes I look miserable, and I have to like remind myself you can't walk around here looking miserable, Micah. No, it's hard to smile all the time. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. showing your big old white teeth all the time. Hey, hey, how you doing, brother? Yeah. I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's hard to be like that all the time, especially when you know junk is all around you. This this world is out of control. People are knuckleheads. They make you upset. You know, people are disrespectful. I mean, it's just, like I said a long time ago, you could smack me in my face and I'll tell you I love you, you know. But now it's like, don't even look at me right now, you know. So I don't know what happened over the years, but, yeah. Life happened. Yeah, Yeah, but I could still, you know, I could have, life does happen, but I, like I said, life happened even when I was at my time where you could smack me in my face, I wouldn't say nothing. I said, I love you. But I don't, I don't know what happened now. It's like, I'm just, I don't know. It's like everybody's getting on my nerves. You know, believers are getting on my nerves. Unbelievers are getting on my nerves. And I try to control it. But I told you guys this is not going to be a good subject for me. <laughs> so I'm just being serious, man. You want, you want to hear a, a recent testimony? Sure, sure. Something good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today, um, I took all of the understanding of Yahweh that I have and all the blessings I have and all the thankfulness I should be thankful for, for just food, clothing, raiment, my convicted spirit, even some, you know, a little bit of knowledge I have. And uh, I, I threw it in the dumpster, lit the dumpster on fire, and then kicked it over. and burned my house down with it that's today because i was uh and what it was was um i had been planting seeds of selfishness this week and um not that you'd really notice but you know how seeds you know you plant a seed and you get a little bud and it's oh there's that there's that or a little weed is in your garden or whatever and then it's funny a couple rainstorms and some sunshine hit it and Boom, it, it, it bears the fruit. And what I had did this week was um, I had been dealing with some life circumstances. I have some older equipment and I don't have enough to uh, cash to update it as, like I want to. So I'm dealing with like my dump trailer didn't dump. So I shoveled, you know, 20,000 pounds of rock. And one, I was trying to finish up something and my truck battery is dying. And I, you know, this and that and this and that. And at the same time, my wife, had said, you know, we have Shabbat Saturday. He goes, she goes, Sunday, can you get all this stuff? Because I want to winterize the camper and replumb the heater to the tank and do some other stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. I didn't get it. And because I was thinking, well, this stuff is inconveniencing me. Um, I'll, uh, I'll just get up early Sunday morning and go get the stuff. Well, because I, because I focused on me and my problems and doing whatever, life happened, and I ignored loving my neighbor, which in this case is my wife, and putting her first, 
she felt like a piece of shit that, or that I would have that I felt like that towards her because I wasn't ready for the things that she told me. And it wasn't like she sprung this on me. And it wasn't like, she's not a nagger. She's just, she's a bulletproof queen. And I'm not just saying that I'm just, she's very, very organized, structured, supportive, blah, blah, blah. And so then because I was convicted, then I got irritated that she was irritated and it just all was a frothing, hot, stinking train wreck of a mess on this morning. And, um, uh, I, I, I went and got the stuff or whatever, but it didn't get fixed until I came home and said, and I happen to be listening to uh, all of fellowship on the spirit man. So, uh, of course, every word was slicing my soul out and wrenching it out my larynx and um i get home and uh she was doing bookkeeping or something and i i said so i i basically threw myself at her feet so you know what i'm really i apologize for being selfish and not you know loving you and protecting providing and showing you um that i can be a good good leader or whatever like i'm supposed to be blah 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 instantaneously she was like um wanting to put everything back together i'm just saying that i get what you're saying is that we can let life get us down and turn us we we start getting myopic and start seems like oh it's like why do things have to break why i why why do i have to why do i have, you know it's like oh this guy is being a jerk and this guy is mocking god and where you know and you know whatever you know and you start just having this um very selfish worldview that Yeshua was specifically saying, look, you're going to run into this everywhere you go. Your, your job is to declare yourself dead, declare yourself a reasonable a sacrifice and your reasonable service, be washed, renewing of your mind and love your neighbor. <laughs> and so anyway, I just thought I'd share my failure with y'all. Talk about bearing souls. I can, I can share some failure with you, my friend too. I also had a problem with some selfishness that I didn't realize I was doing uh, as far as trying to clear my name. So I have been slandered multiple times now, which is fine. And that's fine. People can slander me. But I would always try to clear my name. And I'll give you a, a, a story the other day. I was trying to talk to someone on t TikTok platform. I was trying to make a video to them. And at the end of it, I was clearing my name about something on there. In that process, the father would not let that video load up. So I remade the video and I cut that part out. It loaded right up. And then I, I saw different, there was, I just started reflecting on myself because I had a situation and I was like, oh man, yeah, I was like talking about such and such. Like, I was like, I was like, just talking to this person and look where they are, man. Like, I realized that you gotta be very careful what you talk about, what you do. You need to be very careful talking about like, okay, you know, I'm trying to do this or this. Don't talk about it. Just do things and shut up and move on. And when people come to slander your name, shut up, move on. It's selfish for me to try to protect my name at the end of the day. What I should be trying to do is just protect the father put forth and that's it. People can slander my name, cut my name, put my name down the dirt stomp on it all around pour water on it i don't care anymore my name's not important in this that's self-denial at this point i have to i have to deny myself 
cannot deny yourself to be a good disciple. And if you're sitting there constantly trying to defend what people are saying about you, forget about it. Doesn't matter, you know. And that's something I've learned recently. And even talking about things I'm trying to do, and you know, discipleship or something like that. You know, we're just talking, you know, normal talk. I'm like, yeah, we're trying to help such and such get through this, and but don't even don't even talk about that. And that's something I learned about selfishness recently. So, if that helps at all. Yeah, right on. But uh, dying to yourself and um, re recognition of our our state. Uh, I like that story though. I uh, that that part wouldn't load up. I've done that before and gotten really angry. <laughs> like this is killer stuff. Why won't let's load? You know, you just like oh, all right, whatever. And you go do something really nice, something different or whatnot, and then. You load it and it goes right up and you're just like, huh, all right, you know. And then you get a note. You ever, you ever ever happen when you're like, does anybody even hear any of this stuff? I mean, uh, I mean, my views are starting to go up a little bit or whatever on YouTube, but I'm not. I'm just I'm nobody. I, like I said, on a lot of my views, I do. The re reason I make a lot of these videos is it's just simply my devotion time. I'm I'm verbalizing it, and it helps me process the data. And then I see myself saying something. Mm -hmm. it just feels like that. But anyways, I'll send something out and I'm like, huh, probably nobody cares. And all of a sudden you'll, I'll get a DM. It's like, wow, thanks so much for putting this out. I, I really, I, I hadn't looked at the Bible in a long time. I just thought this was a bunch of junk. And now you're just this out there, this blue collar guy, just reading the Bible and it's making, you know, whatever. It's giving you hope. And now I'm going to read the Bible. And I got, you know, a couple guys that started doing Sabbath with their family. They're like, what do you want me to do with this Sabbath? I'm like, whatever you do, don't ritualize it and don't beat your family over there with it. Just try to, you know, take a break. If you can open the word of God, that is meant. But a big thing is just focus on your family and not talk about your work or what you big plans are or whatever. And, and, uh, they're, you know, and that, the, those kind of seeds really have been bearing some, just some wonderful fruit for those Amen. people. And yeah. Well, I will say I like your approach. I like, I love watching your stuff because you are that very just blue collared, keep it simple guy. And that's what people need more of. We don't need scholarly. We need like some people like that stuff, enjoying that. We oh, want, I got this hammer. <laughs> we just, <laughs> we just want simple. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to do more or less too. I mean, I'm just a simple country boy from North Carolina. Same for Dustin. He's just from Kentucky. Like we're we're keeping it pretty simple, because it doesn't have to be. You you got to have people on the lower level, and you have people on the higher level that have like really spent a lot of time in depth. And then you have the people on the lower level to just kind of show people, hey, check this out. You know, um, we need we need a, we need people in all places, and we need the blue collared man to start stepping up and speaking. You know, start talking. Cause, and that's what we've been taught is like, you know, you just got to go listen to that preacher because he's got all the information. Now, remember, the disciples were fishermen and, you know, they were simple guys or just simple guys going along in life. So, and the father uses everybody. Yeshua so. was a carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Or a stonemason. There's some argument there, but it's interesting. Regardless, he works with his hands. Yep. It 
I've seen the I've seen the stonemason thing, but if you look at the definition, it says a worker of fabrics or uh, somebody that specializes in wood carpenter. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'll buy a carpenter. <laughs> yeah, I think which I mean I don't know a carpenter carpenter does all kinds of stuff, man. I look at the way that I look at a carpenter is like a handyman. They can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. I think he probably was able to do a little bit of everything. I like that. It helps me. I, not that identify with, identify with, with uh, Yeshua, but, but you know what I mean? Just the, the fact that he, um, I don't know, he lived a simple life and in, in obedience to the father and the father lifted him up everywhere he goes. And, and even when he was going to do something great, he said, I, I can't, I can do nothing except for, by the word of my father. I'm not going to tell you nothing except for the word of my father. And he, he walked in this humble obedience as an example to the rest of us, handy men, blue collar, white collar, whatever guys, but just when he say I fulfilled the law, if you really understand, or if you, if you're beginning to get like dig in the soil of that statement. And then he says that, you know, we can, we can walk in his steps. We can fulfill the law. We can, have that fulfilled great you know feel you know a uh, uh, sense of complete joy and no matter where we're at and what's going on it really helps when i'm shoveling cow manure <laughs> and I mean, and whatever uh, or pulling a gas line for a camper <laughs> right that's why i like i like listening to blue collar guys like that's why i like matthew jansen on he's like yeah, I pump septic tanks. It keeps me humble. <laughs> so, um, but I love that. That made me think of this right here. Hebrews four fourteen through sixteen says, "Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast to the confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tested in every way as we are." yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us at the proper time. Amen. He, he's, he walked it. He, he did it. Just like you and I. So. Good stuff. I think it's good to be just average people doing this stuff. You know what I mean? Walking this walk. Because it is, I don't know, like, like you were saying, like with the, the whole scholarly thing, like, it almost seems like you're too difficult to approach when yeah. you, when you intimidated. have that. Yeah, you're intimidated because you're like, Oh, you know, this guy's very knowledgeable. I don't want to step up and try to ask him about stuff. He might call me stupid or something. But when you're just, you're just an average guy out here building random crap, <laughs> you know, somebody might, you know, hey, you know, what, what are your thoughts on this? You know, like you can kind of level with them because they look just like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And not in the sense that, you know, we look like the world, but we're just common folk. 
we're a peculiar people because we tend to tell people that pork is pagan. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I do. <laughs> but but I like you to say pork is not good. I just like to say pork is not good for you, but Dustin's like pork is pagan. Just so pork you know, brother, pagan. pork is most definitely pagan. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> like that's like the other day when I was at that that flea market or whatever, and they had a sign said something about pork, and I, I was like, "Man, it's taking everything in me not to write on this sign." <laughs> Calm down, you heathen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. It's it's good though. It's good. And like we was talking about earlier, like it's <clears throat> we need more. We need more biblical men, more hard men. You're not supposed to be soft, effeminate, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I was taught as a young age, you know, when you when you shake somebody's hand, you tell a lot by that handshake. First of all, how firm it is. Second of all, how rough their hands feel. Third of you all, you're, you're looking in the eye when you shook your hand. Yep. You know you're a you're a hard man when you're <laughs> when your hands are calloused worse than you know. <laughs> It's yeah, I feel like some sandpaper. <laughs> it's, I don't know, but yeah, you got to be that representation, and that that comes along with it. You know, you can't just be lazy sitting around on your tail end all day. You got to be able to get out there and work, and then and then be able to turn and at a dime and tell somebody, "Hey, this is what God commands." And that's what it's all about, man. The balance. Yep. That's right. Plus, you can use those talents, you know, being a a jack of all trades, if you will, you can use those talents to show love to your neighbor. You know? Oh, my toilet's broken. Not a problem. I can come fix it for you. You know? Or you, you literally see your neighbor, you know, whether they be on the side of you or down the street, you know, they look like they're struggling with something. You just walk up and say, hey, can I help you with that? You know, show that love. Was that everybody has those signs in their front yard that says, be kind. You know, and then what was it? Uh, Tim McGraw come out with that song, uh, always be humble and kind. Like that's, these are, these are worldly things that are, you know, as far as the places they come from, but, but it's 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 biblical, man. Be kind, show that kindness, be loving, be gentle, you know. But always be ready to correct because it's it's not loving to see your neighbor or your brother, sister, whatever walking in there and you not say, Hey, that's wrong. You don't need to be doing that. And you might be hated for that, but it is what it is, man. It's better that you don't condemn yourself by you know, turning aside, turning that blind eye, if you will, rather than telling somebody the truth, telling them how it is. Because they may hate you in that moment, but it could be, you know, a week down the road where it smacks them in the face. You know, the father humbles them literally. And they realize that individual was right when they told me, you know, don't do this or I need to be doing that. And they'll realize that you were showing them love. And always, 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 always 
Pray for those that persecute you. Yeah, you you mentioned that um, you know that those you do something for somebody and someday da 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 da. That's like that. Uh, that's that whole planting seed thing, right? Because yeah. I know a lot of a lot of my friends at the church I went to. I still have them as friends, and the, I get various responses. Um, one guy repeatedly has me over for coffee to uh, de- debate these points because he has a small assembly that he teaches at. And so we have great discussions, but um, where was I going with that? Oh yeah. Why, why, why do I put myself out there for, for, you know, throwing out bids and stuff like that. And I get an attitude check, you know, why are you doing this? You're showing off something or whatever, but if with the right attitude, um, because in, in my head, the Christian, the modern Christian vernacular and lifestyle, which has been somewhat accepted for a couple thousand years, you know, the 30,000 denominations and the, all this other stuff, because things are heating up in the secular realm and even the Christian realm as all, all these things are coming into the church that are, um, horrifying really and a lot of the people are starting to question their faith and wake up and one eye's coming open and stuff like that and so i'm praying that with growth maturity getting ground into dust and reconstituted into soft clay and then start the pot making the pot making process that when some of these guys are have no traction and have no hope then they might see me as someone that they can come and talk to that um, can share with, you know, can just be there for them. Like you say, love your neighbor, be there, be available, not to be a doormat, obviously be ready for a correction like Second uh, Timothy 3 says, but, uh, um, but like you say, you're throwing out all these seeds and eventually people, I think, um, are going to want to have a, a longer discussion. Because they're, they're going to be looking for hope. They're like, I know it's somewhere. I know God is real. I know this Bible is real. I know Jesus is real. But why is this? Why is everything a mess? And why can't I seem to find any lights in the hallway anymore? Why does everything seem so dim? You know, and we can be, you know, even with a little, with our little flashlight or whatever, we can help them walk down, you know, the hall. Anyway, that's, yeah, that's, that was what, what you said made me think of that. And that, that, that seed sowing, man, that goes back to like Michael was saying, like the book is agricultural. It's a, it's a book of many things and, and it's a book of agriculture, war, love. Yep. Uh, but that going back to that agricultural thing, and I'm sure you know as well, man, the more seeds you throw down, the more likely it is that you're going to get something sprout. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> Shalom, Jimmy. Hey, Shalom. Sorry, I had to uh, do an onboarding for my uh, my new hire. Yeah, that's what Michael was saying. And um, I'll be honest with you, if my wife didn't do it for me, because I'm computer illiterate, if I had to, like, contact somebody 
and say, Hey, I need you to walk me through this. I guarantee within the first four hours, they'd be like, yeah. Um, why don't you just find another job? <laughs> that was crazy. My wife's really, my wife's really good at it though. She's really fast on that computer. I just had to tell her what I what she has to put down. Right. So, Jimmy, what does it mean to love your neighbor? What does it mean to love your neighbor? Teach righteousness to him. Amen. Teach him the commandments. Help him. Help him. Guide him. You know, with a gentle heart. Um, be patient with them, be merciful as the father is with us because we've all failed and, and now he's shown us grace. And so is that, is that a good enough answer to you want answer to or no, that's a good answer. I like it. If everybody did it, we'd be in a good place. Definitely be a better world. Yep. Yeah, you have that. You know, the devil's just... He's working overtime right now. He knows his time is short, though. So... He doesn't know what it means to love your neighbor. He's not going to have any neighbors where he's going. <clears throat> I wonder. So I guess he's going to be locked up by himself for a thousand years. Can you imagine that? He did it to himself. Yeah, I know. Locked up for a thousand years by yourself. Because the other angels, don't they get thrown in the lake of fire first? The beasts and the false prophets? Or they or they get do they have to wait till a judgment day get thrown in there with Satan? I can't recall off the top of my head and I don't want to misspeak. Right. Yeah, um, that's a tough one, man. We're all just trying to trying to find a way, and and everybody's doing their due diligence and their research. And one thing we should never do is just break totally break away from people unless they're totally. <laughs> just not following God you know what I'm saying like you know you know what I mean they're just wicked yeah and sometimes you have to pull away sometimes you come back you know there's there's a group of people that I used to um I did my first Sukkot with them and that was it was a rough group like if I didn't believe what they believed or whatever it was, you know they were they were more preterists though, so they believed that Jesus already came back. King was already here, and I, you know, I just had All questions. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I had questions. I'm like, all right, y'all don't want to answer them. That's cool. So, 
He ain't asking questions. It was a preterist group? It was, yeah, it was a preterist group, man. A Torah preterist group? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah, these guys said they... It was like I went through for an interview or something, you know, like if I could join their group. And they told me, this is kind of, they told me when I first, I went to this guy's house and they put me on this couch and then there was a couch to my left and there's three people sitting there and there's a guy sitting across from me in a chair in the corner of the room. I felt like all they were missing was the spotlight. (laughs) And they said to me, they said, we checked out your Facebook and we picked you over this other girl. And I'm like, well, where's that? I'll pick you. What do you mean you picked me? Well, we have so many spots on Sukkot, but it's Shabbat, man. Where's she at? You know? Yeah. And it's like everything that I had learned that was wrong. And, you know, so I stayed with them for a while because I was, I was just starving for fellowship. But then I realized that's not what the, the father needed me or wanted me you know that's a and dangerous theology yes it is yes it is but they got one thing they have to show if you're a preterist at what time in all of history was the devil not deceiving the nations for a thousand years at what time was he bound for a thousand because <laughs> Last I looked, um, Chua even said that Satan, Hasatan, is the god of this world right now. He rules the nations right now because they're his. And they're being deceived. Because when Yeshua comes back, they're not going to be deceived anymore. He, he says he's going to rebuke nations afar off and rule the nations with an iron rod. So, so, you know, they'll have to explain to me what, at what point in history was Satan. And then that's when they'll go, oh, well, that doesn't really mean a thousand years. That doesn't, you know, (laughs) well, well, which is it then, you know, you know, which is it? But the allegorical uh, philosophies of preterists are staggering. It's worse yeah. than Roman Catholicism. Yep. Yeah. It's a it's a, a combination of spiritualizing everything. And my wife is a partial preterist. She's like, we're in the kingdom now. The kingdom's now. No, no, no. My mom is a partial preterist, and my wife goes to a Baptist church. And a lot of those people believe like that. And that's well, the they almost have to, don't they? Yeah. Because um, they, because they're they talk, they try to say like they're priests and stuff. Yeah, they take that ambassadorship thing to the next level. Yep. Yep. I'm I, 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 I'm, I'm not a partial preterist at all, but uh, at this point in my understanding of Scripture, Yeshua fulfilled the first half of Daniel's 70th week with his with his suffering servant crucifixion resurrection thing and right. so it that time basically stopped for this period of time or however long that's going to be and then the so we got the real messiah so then the 
the, then there's been many anti-messiahs and then the beast and the real big boss anti-messiah will come and kind of pick up where he left off for that 42 months. Yeah. That's in my head is uh, where I'm at right now. Yeah. The, the antichrist would have to, okay. It's like the preacher of rapture. Okay. Okay. So they get raptured up. They're, they're supposedly called the saints, right? If they get raptured up, but they're leaving at the beginning of tribulation. And then Satan goes make war with the saints. <laughs> yeah. But there, there's a magic, uh, massive amount of saints being made by the, the 144,000 who I guess were converted. I don't even know. It, it, it gets ridiculous with the preacher and stuff. But once I, I started, once I started realizing that it's the wrath of God we're saved from, not Jacob's trouble. Right, right. It says that it, I really, it really helped me start to understand. My hermeneutic got a lot more easy to understand. Like, you know, I got a philosophy. If you can't explain it to a seven-year-old, you can't explain it. And so, I can almost kind of explain that to a seven-year-old. <laughs> well, check this out. It's funny you said it because in Isaiah 26, it says, "There, uh, Thy dead men shall live together with my dead body, and they shall rise, awake, and sing, you that dwell in the dust. For thy dew is the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. And then he says, Come, my people, enter into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself as it were for a little moment until the indignation overpassed. It says, for behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquities. The earth shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. So that's, you know, the saints are going into into the heavenly kingdom. You know, it says where uh, the dead in Christ rise first and then those who remain alive will be caught up in the air. And that, thus they will ever for, forever be with the Lord. And that's those people right there in Revelation 20, verse 6. It says, Blessed he as part of the first resurrection. On such, the second death hath no power. And they will be priests of God and of his Christ for, and reign with him for a thousand years. So we are going to go through tribulation, but we're not going through the wrath. Right. right. Yeah. That's my understanding, too. We will. We'll go through the tribulation and, the, you know, there's a, here's a good study on that one. I'm curious as to, to the, who the, the, who the two witnesses are, because I, to me, it, it sounds like they're two groups of people. Um, because it just says their dead bodies lie in the street. And then he said, then a voice comes down and says, come up, come up hither. And they and they rise. That's like the res. That's like the resurrection right there. And all the world's giving gifts for three and a half days. And and then he tells them to rise up. Huh. And to me, that sounds like the resurrection right there. And that the two groups of people is the house of Israel and the house of Judah. That's some gravy. You like that one. <laughs> that's very uh that's interesting stuff 
Well, the reason why I say that is because only Jacob, who is the entire house of Israel, has ever been called uh, the olive tree. And then he says, these are my two witnesses, my two olive trees. Because the house is the wild and the cultivated. Yeah, well, the 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 house has been divided. The the house right. doesn't get put back together until, you know, into the kingdom. Right, but you know how Paul was, yes, saying that yeah. in Romans eleven. Yeah, I think as we go down, as the further we go on, you're going to have a lot of people coming out of that church. There's a lot of people yeah. questioning things right now. And that's where we put that uh, Matthew 5, 5, uh, 16, let your light so shine before men that they can see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. We just do that and plant them seeds. I think that a lot of people will wake up. A lot of people. You know, my, my father has torn me from such height of uh, money and influence. Not like I was a rock star or anything, but um, you ever notice how if you're walking and trying to be faithful, you get, you, your mistakes get like really, really punished much more than your neighbors or your buddies or whoever is doing like 10 times worse stuff or different kind of stuff. And they're like, how is it that they're driving a brand new platinum F three fifty and I mine's got two hundred eight thousand miles and I've got to fix it up every day and use a jump starter, you know? And, I'm with you. Know, you I'm, I so agree with that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right? But I mean, I I agree. I I don't say that. Oh, I was unjustly pulled from whatever. I mean, I've made all my own mistakes and this and that. But I've had, I, I thought I was in favor because. I had a lot of wealth and uh, resources and influence with a lot of people. And um, it was uh, my chastening and discipline and uh, righteous discipline, obviously, with mercy, obviously, as well. But now it's like you're... (laughs) You don't, I did not realize what I, I did not realize that I did not value the word of God or his ways and stuff like that. I mean, I was also under some different teaching, like, you know, you're not, you know, you can't blame your pastor. You know what I mean? We all stand alone before the the throne. So I'm not going to, I'm not saying blaming him. I'm saying um, that with my own failures and my own moral compass issues and, you know, Stuff like that the lord in his mercy saw that i truly was trying to find him but i was too weak because i wanted this earthly stuff and he said i can't work with you like this so let's see i'm gonna wreck you i'm gonna wreck you and then when you think you're dust i'm gonna wreck the dust and i'm gonna pulverize it and and uh, and that now now I'm standing here on the east side of my barn, but um, it's just been a very eye-opening experience like that. And it and uh, also I talk a lot, so 
you guys just want to interrupt and shut me down and say other things, I will not be insulted. But uh, on another note on that is I have a, a real good friend who he teaches pottery at one of the local community colleges, and he's really good. As a matter of fact, um, a ch people from China have took, set, brought him to China, paid him to go to China and teach them pottery. And um, because with the Mao Zedong um, revolution that happened over there, they burned and destroyed a lot of the knowledge of the ways of their ancient art. And he is really good at it. But one thing he said was that um, the best clay that he's found is in Minnesota um, because it's so sifted and so fine and has so few um, um, pebbles and um, debris in it and whatnot. And he says that's one thing you got to do is if he's making a really fine piece, he has to like wreck this clay fill it full of water and, and roll it and sift it and roll it and sift it through screen after screen after screen until finally at the bottom, he has a small piece that he can really make something amazing with. And it reminded me of the potter, you know, the, the great potter, what he's trying to do with us. And he's sifting us and sifting us and sifting us, you know, to get down to that point where he's like, okay, I can finally make a little teacup out of you, but that's <laughs> going to be the best teacup ever, you know? That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. That is like, that's awesome. And you're right. Like he, he molds you. I mean, he just, he continually molds you into what, for you, for his purpose. And we're always fighting. We're always, you know, fighting with it. And, you know, I can't wait to that day where we won't resist, you know, we won't have to worry about pleasing the flesh and you know it's a hard thing it's a hard thing to do yeah hey, you oh, said yeah. something about the <clears throat> disciplining seems like twice as hard as uh, somebody else or whatever um, that just made me think of the tale of Lazarus and the rich man because what did he say? He said, you were comforted in life. And Lazarus was not. Now you are in torment and he is being comforted. Yep. Right. You know, it's not, it's not wrong to want good for your family or it's not wrong to want things. I mean, look at Abraham. Abraham was very wealthy. But he had, with great wealth, he had responsibility too, you know. And, but none of this stuff means anything. It really doesn't. Heck, I'll tell you, I, I like to have a pool. Maybe if the father blessed me one one, he does, he doesn't. I, I looked in the in-ground pools and I'm not paying that kind of money. That's stupid. So I'm going to get an above-ground pool. I just want something that I could exercise in and make my body feel better and then spend time with my my grandbabies and my children, you know, maybe do some baptisms. That would be nice. But, um, I'm like you, man. I don't, Timothy, I don't own no brand new trucks. I got two trucks paid for. One's a 94, one's a 2007, man. And 
I only got an extra one in case the other one breaks down. I got to get to work. So. Yeah, so. I tell you, my, my extra run is broken now. So now my regular one's in uh, one is none. I'm, I'm in a one is none situation just going, well, it's, I, I named it the Great White Hope because it's got to hold up until I grab some more rubles. And I think I'm going to get rubles because the rest of the money in the world is going to be garbage. Yeah, it pretty much is, man. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, to they, go off on the rabbit. Financial system is pretty pretty well toasted right now. Well, I'd like to know where our $31 trillion is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll ever get that answer, but... I'd like to know what $31 trillion is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, NASA, they get $60 million a day. There's world hunger right there. Y'all just right. start running rovers around, you know. That that reminds me also, you know, one of the big blessings that I've noticed uh, and really has borne a lot of fruit with my marriage and even my family, uh, the extended family, is that all this tumult that is causing people, you know, alcoholism's gone up and drug use has gone up, pharmaceutical prescriptions gone up, suicides are up, death is up, everything is up and anxiety and et cetera. Um, be, the, not me, but because I've made the choice to, um, how you say, I don't know, re render our, like I, I told my, cause at first when all this stuff with COVID was going on and my wife was actually kind of like, Oh, whatever, you know, um, we, having understanding and a greater uh, view than just a simple worldview. I, di I didn't have to, I didn't jump on any trains, you know, I wasn't on a Trump train or a this train or a, you know, whatever train. And I didn't, you know, go crazy on telling everybody the mark of the beast was about, you know what I mean? I, I just said, right. well, here's, here's the word of God. The word of God is forever. You know, here's my understanding about the, what diseases are and how, what health really is. And, and here's how, you know, whatever, and, you know, don't worry about it. You know, I'll, I'll cover. Anyways, this, this, that one part of me, at least, has been the steady drumbeat of calm provision. And, she, and it really, she kind of bloomed during this last couple of years and had, you know, she wasn't worried about any of this stuff. And it was really nice because even my daughters went total, you know, holistic health and anti and, and my one of my daughters moved to Texas with her husband because he got a scholarship to TCU and so she had a baby down there and they were pressuring her to vaccinate and then all this other stuff and not only did she t tell them to stuff it about the vaccines they she wouldn't even let them vaccinate her baby or you know anything that they said that she should do she she did the opposite it was totally crazy and even her husband was like uh because he's not against but he's not you know what i mean he's kind of pragmatic about the whole thing so he was but he was he let her make these incredibly de big decisions and supported what she was doing and all this other stuff and she was talking to me about things and so there's just been a whole you know orchard of fruit that happened because i refused to get on any of the trains and i'm not saying i i'm saying you know what i'm saying so 
when we walk this simple, humble life and let the Lord sift us out, he, in that process of sifting, he's not just sitting there pounding clay through screens. He's like every single step. He's like, okay, I'm going to give you this understanding. Okay. I'm going to give you this understanding. You here's this, here's whatever you can share this because that's joy. That's peace. And it's reasonable. And you can explain how and why. And it, it helped out a lot. Again, I can talk for a long time. <laughs> hey, Sister Latoya. I don't know if she heard me. I haven't, said, I haven't talked to Latoya in a long time. Shalom. Shalom. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Oh, I can't complain because it's not going to do any good if I did. So, just living one day at a time. Yep. Everybody just trying to get by. Oh, and I'm getting older. I need to get on Timothy's diet. <laughs> Try to help me. Did, uh, Dustin, were you guys still, uh, were you all finishing up or still talking about the, um, love your neighbor? No. No, we're just, yeah, talking about love your neighbor. Everybody can bring their points. Oh, everybody brought their points? Yeah. Oh. We just going yeah. through some scripture and then everybody's talking about just some personal experiences basically i found yeah. out there's a lot of people in this group right now that uh need to be prayed for so that they can love their neighbor <laughs> uh, you can go ahead and include me in the <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, try. I, I try i i try i have i'm not i'm not faultless man i have i, I struggle from time to time Okay. Yeah, I struggle with them from a distance counts. <laughs> Hello. You should, you should uh -oh. love them from a distance now. and then uh -oh. try to love them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so love your neighbors. Is love them unconditionally. Love them beyond your ability no matter what's happening, um, no matter what your inabilities are. Hold on one minute. The baby's test by itself. Hold on, grab your glass of water. Okay, no, we didn't have a baby. That's not ours. No, <laughs> oh, Alisa. I was gonna say, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, funny. I'm like, baby. <laughs> no. So I work in a maternity home. This is one of the two babies that we have here. Uh, so love your neighbor. Um. When you see a need, you try to fulfill it, you know, not let it just like, oh, you see it and then you walk off. 
um, however it looks, you know, like not just only as the Good Samaritan, but but um, being attentive to other people's needs because God always would provide your needs. Um, and making sure like that you you cover that. So I, I try I try to you know cover all all boundaries, love love my neighbor, love even my enemies because that's the hardest love that you could have is love the unlovable, those who hurt you, who 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 you know do wrong to you. But if you're able to love them, then love conquers it. And they see it different. Like, you know, wow, you love me through all what I put you through. Wow, you really do love me, you know? And it's not superficial, it's deeper love. It gets closer to that agape love. Not saying it is agape. It gets you it gets you closer to that. And you know, he loves it when we take care of people for sure. So yeah. Not to mention I think it'll fall into the reaping and sowing status. Maybe not with everybody, but you will reap what you sow eventually. And I'm gonna say I, I struggle at times with loving my, my or loving neighbor as well. And if it wasn't for Dustin, a lot of times correcting me, it would be a lot worse. Um, because I was a very just mean-hearted woman. Very like you, you. If you met me outside in public, I mean, even probably still to this day, but I just look very unapproachable. But, and I also was unapproachable, like you could not talk to me. And, but since being in this walk, even when people do, I do everything in love, like we're supposed to. The Torah is love. It is commandments, but it is love. And like um, an incident happened you know, a few weeks ago. And I felt the past me wanting to come out and say some things. And I was like, mm, you know what? I don't think I would be looked at, and I'm not talking about these people. I don't think the father would look at me the same. Not the same, but like he wouldn't, he'd be disappointed, just disappointed. So I was like, mm, you know, loving, loving thy neighbor. I will love my neighbors. Even if they are in the wrong, I will come to you lovingly. And that is what I am still walking or working on walking this path is trying to get out of that very hostile um, persona. So, but I am 10 times better than I was before this walk. And I continue to get better every day. Just not to my husband. It's a process. It definitely doesn't happen overnight. You know, it just takes some time to 
you really got to work on it for sure. Welcome, Pops. The topic is love your neighbor. If you want to share some insight on what that means to you, biblically, share some verses, anything you want. Shalom, Brother Pops. Nice to have you again. Hey, Dustin, you should uh, read the proverb of the day real quick. It goes along with our study today. <laughs> All right. Give me a second. It's a lot harder to flip pages than click on eSword. <clears throat> My son, if you have become guarantor for your friend, have shaken hands in a pledge for a stranger, have been snared by the words of your own mouth, have been caught by the words of your mouth, do this at once, my son, and deliver yourself, for you have come into the hand of your friend. Go, humble yourself, and urge your friend. Give no sleep to your eyes, nor slumber to your eyelids. Deliver yourself like a gazelle from the hunter's hand, <clears throat> and like a bird from the hand of a trapper. Go to the ant, you lazy one. See her ways and be wise, which, having no commander, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer, gathers her food in the harvest. How long would you lie down, O lazy one? When do you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to lie down, and your poverty shall come like a prowler, and your need as an armed man. A man of Belial, a wicked man, walks with a perverse mouth, winks with his eyes, shuffles with his feet, points with his fingers. Perverseness is in his heart, plotting evil at all times. He sends out strife, therefore his calamity comes suddenly. Instantly he is broken. There is no healing. These six matters Yahuwah hates, and seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands shedding innocent blood, a heart devising wicked schemes, feet quick to run to evil, a false witness breathing out lies, and one who causes strife among brothers. My son, watch over your father's command, and do not forsake the Torah of your mother. Bind them always on your heart. Tie them around your neck, when you are walking about, it leads you. When you lie down, it guards you. And when you have woken up, it talks to you. For the command is a lamp, and the Torah is a light, and reproofs of discipline a way of life, to guard you against an evil woman from the flattering tongue of a strange woman. Do not desire her prettiness in your heart, neither let her captivate you with her eyelids. For because of a whore, one is brought to a crust of bread, and an adulteress hunts a precious life. Would a man take fire to his bosom, and his garments not be burned? Would a man walk on hot coals, and his feet not be scorched? So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife. None who touches her goes unpunished. They do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his appetite when he is starving. 
Yet if he is caught, he repays sevenfold. He gives all the wealth of his house. He who commits adultery with a woman lacks heart. He who does it destroys his own life. He finds smiting and shame, and his reproach is not wiped away. For jealousy enrages a man, and he does not spare in the day of vengeance. He does not regard any ransom, nor accept your bride, however great. That is pretty wild that that goes along with today's stuff. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I bet, let's see the Proverbs of the day goes with it. And sure enough, it goes right with it. <laughs> I didn't even post it today. I'm probably going to go post that. That's yeah. a little By the way, what's up, Dad? He I've enjoyed this day, though. Talk. It's going to be a conversation tonight. Joey, keep your head up, buddy. Keep your head up. All right, here's a little bit more, I guess. First uh, Thessalonians, the best words, 5.15. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. James 5, 8, you too be patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the master has drawn near. Do not grumble against each other, brothers, lest you be judged. See, the judge is standing at the door. I need a voice from my wife since she's um, currently in the bath. Go ahead. Um, she put in the comments, I would like to put out there that I think it's a lot easier to love your neighbor than your brother and sister sometimes because you have a higher expectations for a brother or sister than your neighbor. I agree with that. You're a lot harder on the people that are close to you that you love so it's a little bit easier to show that love to somebody else sometimes <clears throat> well does anybody have anything to add or I thought it was a pretty good study, guys. Good discussion, I should say. It's a good discussion. Oh, I'm going to end it with this. I know that, um, <laughs> I know that uh, this is usually read in, in, in regards to uh, 
marriages, but First uh, Corinthians thirteen. <laughs> and if I give out all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I give my body to be burned, but do not have love, I am not profited at all. Love is patient, is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. It is not puffed up. Does not behave indecently. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Reckons not the evil. Does not rejoice over the unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It covers all, believes all, expects all, endures all. Love never fails. And whether there be prophecies, they shall be inactive. Or tongues, they shall cease. Or knowledge, it shall be inactive. Amen. What verse was that? Amen. 13. Okay. It's three through uh, eight. Beautiful. Be patient with the ones you love. Be kind towards the one you love. Or even even strangers, because that's I mean that's how you show your love. Do not be envious. Do not be boastful. Do not be puffed up. Do not behave indecently. Do not seek your own. Do not be easily provoked. I'll add to that. It says is not provoked. Do not, do not be easily provoked. Reckon not the evil and do not rejoice over the unrighteousness but rejoice in the truth because that love covers all it believes all expects all and it endures all you think Yahweh sends angels like you said you know to ex extend hospitality because you might be entertaining angels you think he sends angels sometimes to uh, bug people that are on the path and that he wants to try to elicit more from and expose some stuff some dross you know you might have like an irritating angel that will have an opportunity to either love unconditionally and show hospitality to or um, not. I would say the chances are... I was going to say the same thing. Zero. I was going to say chances are zero. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. To come down here to show us the business. <laughs> Give us the business. Yeah, give us the business. I love that. Much, man. Oh, the hammer. <laughs> uh, 